1: Welcome into DC On Screen, episode three thirty four. This is our DC TV news episode. There are going to be slight spoilers, probably, uh, for things coming up on all the shows. My name is David C. Robertson. I'm your host, and working on this podcast thankfully keeps me from binge watching flat Earth society conspiracy videos on YouTube. This is my co-host Jason Goss. Hi. You ever watch those, man? Nope.
2: I've seen the ocean before.
1: (laughs) They're pretty fascinating. Like, I just, you know, I'm not one, like, I don't want to, like, you know, uh, disparage someone's beliefs.
2: Nope, no, no. There's a difference between beliefs and things you think you know.
1: Well, you know, I'm sorry. If we lose listeners, I'm just going to have to. I think the flat earth people are crazy.
2: I'm just willing to do that. I'm going to go ahead and, like... if you think the earth isn't round i'm sorry we're not your show get the hell out
1: <laughs> it's just it's just fascinating to me i don't know what to do with it like i'm i'm looking through the comments on youtube i'm and this is all pre-dc on screen because i don't have time for that crap anymore but before <laughs> i would watch this stuff it would just be like what is happening really like you really like don't like they're giving me like s- you know pseudo scientific reasonings and stuff for why the earth is just I guess a rectangle in space
2: <laughs> it's it's not it's it's apparently a plane I'm not entirely sure how that works
1: I'm like if you give I've never I've never been in a plane because I'm afraid of heights but
2: you know what I'm willing to I'm willing to bet there are no flat earth conspiracists listening to to us at the moment because you're probably thinking that we may talk about the flash who as you know can actually do the thing where you just start in one position and go around the earth Mm -hmm. you don't fall off
1: (laughs) you just go around the earth a lot of times at no point in the supergirl or superman comic has he ever flown straight up into the sky and just seen the edge of the earth and went oh they are right after all
2: yeah or like tried to fly around the earth to save you know some i don't know small village in india from uh, genocide and like hit a wall literally a wall in space and went oh crap I was supposed to fly the other way right on the flat map that is or the earth. just
1: like went underneath the flat map that is the earth to get yeah. back to the other side yeah
2: <laughs> yeah
1: i i you know it just it's just intriguing as all hell to me well sure to I, watch I mean these people
2: i don't know where they're coming from and I'm often willing to listen, but I don't care about this one.
1: You know, I remember when I was in college at at, uh, the Auburn University of Montgomery, uh, one of the professors said, okay, I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but one of the professors on the staff in this department is a member of the Flat Earth Society, and we all just died. We just started (laughs) laughing so hard. They are like, please tell us. He's like, I'm not telling you who it is. Uh. But he is not regarded well.
2: <laughs> it was a he. <laughs> At least he gave you that because, like, if yeah. like if the professor had come away going like, "All right, you know, we respect where he's coming from," you'd have thought, "Okay, cool. So when is my refund happening?" <laughs> <laughs> this man is employed here. I expect a yeah. full refund. Thank you.
1: Yeah, he actually told us he was like he doesn't mention it with his students, and because we were like, "Oh, it's a he," and he's like, "Damn it, yeah, okay." <laughs> so he doesn't talk about it with the students. And he regrets having told us.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: Fair enough. So like pretty much the rest of my time there, we were just constantly, the people who heard that speech were like, so who is it? I don't know. It's got to be this guy. No, nah, I don't know about that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this guy's got a map in his uh, office. <laughs> He's a sociology professor. Yeah. Remember then how I thought
1: about Mark Twain? Yeah. Knowing that about Mark Twain, that can't be good. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, let's get into the good news. <laughs> news I'm really excited about. I've already talked about it on the show a little bit uh, on the Supergirl review episode earlier this week. They have they're bringing in Rachel Gould to Gotham.
2: Because Alexander. No one can resist biting that apple. I
1: know. It's weird.
2: Just sitting there on the tree, all pretty.
1: You know, I wouldn't have guessed back in the day when I was listening to David Warner go, "Ooh, detective." <laughs> that I was gonna hear, <laughs> that I was gonna hear Doctor Bashir himself, Alexander Siddig from DS9, playing Ra's Ghoul. Ghul. Uh, Deadline is saying that the character will be revealed on the show as David Mazouz's young Bruce Wayne begins to find out who's really behind the secret Court of Owls council that seems to run everything in Gotham. I am perfectly okay with the dude from DS Nine, from Doctor Bashir. This guy's played on Twenty Four. He's played on a ton of stuff. He's a really good actor.
0: He's been around. And
1: um, he's a bit artsy fartsy in his actual persona. was he didn't like a thing they did on DS Nine. He was like, "Oh yes, no, I actively, I downplayed those scenes and just, you know, didn't. I didn't. I purposefully didn't act very good. I didn't act well in those scenes because I didn't like that development." I'm like, well, that's kind of pissy. But you know what? If that was him acting down, damn.
2: Because he did a
1: really good job with all of that material to me. He
2: phoned it in that day.
1: He phoned it in. Uh, he, he reminds me a little bit of Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm down for him playing Rache. Um, I'm actually really excited about it. Uh, moving on to some Lucifer news apparently lucifer is leaving vancouver they're leaving to go to la they're doing the opposite of what supergirl does or did <laughs> yeah um they're leaving vancouver to go to los angeles with the pilot's film hopefully this will be more this will seem a little more authentic uh and add to the production uh, i mean nothing weird here apparently they're just trying to get away or trying to get away with a tax break you know what i mean like they uh, submitted to california's film commission. For a tax credit, um,
2: apparently you have to apparently, like you have to submit to be relocated there too. Like you have to, yeah, get like, permission to film in LA.
1: Well, relocating gets a gets a priority on the tax credit. Yeah,
2: yeah, because you're not just some pilot that you know might or might not be something
0: mm-hmm. like no seriously and, we've uh, got
2: 22 episodes in the wing so like yeah we can come right and then they suspiciously right. apply during this period where there's a tax break i mean yeah which
1: on. is probably w- why they got an early renewal because the window was february 10th to 17th that they were renewed on february 13th seemed
2: to be why fox announced it so weirdly early yeah
1: mm-hmm but it is still more expensive to shoot in LA, apparently. So that just says than it, it is in Vancouver. So that just seems like it's, they've got some faith in the show, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know how the finances work on that. I'm sure someone's on top of it. I, I, it. It's weird, man. I I would love to know the in and outs of it on a more uh, in depth level. But like like you said, like a lot of these shows shoot up in Vancouver, cheaper way to go. Mm-hmm. They're going to move from Vancouver to go to LA, which is considered I don't know, mid range, I guess.
1: Right. Well, you know, I mean, it's like, well, it's cheaper to shoot in Vancouver for Supergirl than it is for L.A. But, however, if you are shooting a show about our Lord and Savior Lucifer mm-hmm. here in L.A., we give you a tax credit. give you a tax credit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm crack? sorry for anyone who lives in L.A. I'm just joking. I don't actually believe your Lord and Savior is <laughs> Lucifer. Although,
2: do uh... the stats. There's a couple. There's a couple of <laughs> Satanists in L.A.
1: Can't probably
2: run the numbers man
1: <laughs> i thought hollywood was all run by the, you know lucifer worshipers and occultists i don't know that was, that's what i was told by binge watching youtube <laughs> right <laughs> it's all and a i lemonati. think a couple
2: episodes of the critic
1: and one episode of lucifer actually
2: <laughs> yeah you know I, uh to be honest though the pilot the pilot's one of my favorite episodes of Lucifer. Like, when I saw the pilot, I was mm-hmm. really excited about the show. I don't know if this matters that they're going to move where they're filming. I mean, it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it has some substantial, you know, input.
1: Yeah. I mean, I saw the pilot, and I thought it was just as tepid as the rest of the series.
2: Yeah, I was I was a little happier uh, with that.
1: You were happier with it, uh- uh, so, on to Supergirl. Kevin Smith has wrapped his second Supergirl episode. He tweeted, We wrapped the second Supergirl episode. I got it direct last night at 1130. Thank you to the Vancouver cast and crew for making it fly. Uh, as far as I know, there's no release date on that episode.
2: He got home late. That's all we really know.
1: Kind of late. Late-ish. Yeah. Earlier than I would have.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Andrew Kreisberg... I was talking about uh, Cat Grant returning in season two. He says, we're working on it. We love Callista. She loves us. She loves the show. She has other commitments and family and whatnot. But we're trying to work it out. I wouldn't put money on seeing Cat again this season. But if you do, keep the wager under a dollar. That's a little disappointing.
2: I have nothing to contribute to that. That that feels pretty damning. I think we know what we're in for. <laughs> You've had your uh, yeah. your cat this season. She's in L.A., maybe she shows up on Lucifer, who knows.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I kind of feel like Cat Grant is what we need on this show in a season two that seems like it is flailing and failing to understand what the show is. No, I no, feel don't, like.
2: Wait, don't go that need... far. Don't go that far. I mean, look, it's has been, been the last three episodes where we kind of went, eh, what are they up to? But it, it had been solid up until that.
1: I would go. I would go as far as to say that I've been kind of since smel- I've been smelling blood in the water since that episode where Jeremiah showed up in the prison and then disappeared. Like it's gotten <laughs> progressively worse from there. I still enjoy the show. You know, it's, it's there are people in a cape, and I'm forever grateful for people on a cape on network TV, if even if it's CW. True. But I'm still kind of going. Eh, do you? Where are you? Like. Could, we could have had a line about Max Lord, you know. You don't no, invest there's, there's us. Plenty, don't invest us in the people.
2: Yeah, no. I, it, like, there's plenty of stuff that could be going better, but it's been pretty solid. Just the last, like, I, I understand blood in the water. I understand some trepidation, mm-hmm. but the last three have just been okay. What are we doing? Where did the <laughs> show? Wait, do you know yeah. what show you're writing for?
1: Once they've, they have the last three or four episodes. They have suddenly veered off character for Kara, and in the last episode they sharply veered off character for Alex.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: and and John. And I'm just sort of well, going, I, wait, uh, what? So
2: that was when it started, was the, the Manhunters episode, was where John mm-hmm. was suddenly just not himself. It's been a strange time. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I was just binge-watching all of this I would kind of be looking around and and wondering what to do with myself and wondering if there was like a hallucinogen nearby that I had yeah. accidentally inhaled. <laughs> yeah. There was some argot and some again. bread.
1: <laughs> um, speaking of, I don't know. Supergirl? <laughs> Hallucinogens. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Sorbo was talking about, uh, <laughs> well, he... He was. He says it's funny because Jackson, uh, Peter Jackson once said that Hercules really catapulted this whole thing on TV with action shows. We started with Herc, then spun off Xena, then spun off young Hercules with a 20-year-old Ryan Gosling. Yes, we know all of that. Thank you for the history lesson, Kevin. He then says, uh, then all these people tried to copy that show. Sinbad, Tarzan, Conan, Robin Hood... Ever since then, and because of their success, we got all these action shows and Marvel comic book characters. <laughs> I mean slow down there, Kev. You know this is a DC show, right?
2: I just I don't I don't think there is a traceable lineage between Hercules. <laughs> that show I watched at two in the morning because I couldn't go to sleep. Uh huh now juxtapose that to xena that show i watched at eight o'clock promptly because you know i was a young boy mm-hmm. and the marvel movies right because that's what peter jackson apparently and it was impl- and kevin sorbo is endorsing um no man also he's saying that some of the li- lineage was sinbad tarzan conan and robin hood dude i don't remember any of that
1: I don't remember any of those shows. Sinbad was being. a
2: comedic stand-up special that I remember, like in the late '80s.
1: No, he's talking about like Sinbad the sailor, you know. I know, but and I'm still telling
2: you that's all I remember.
1: Sin, I don't remember, aside from a Popeye cartoon, I don't remember <laughs> Sinbad being any kind of syndicated show, any kind of network show. I don't remember Tarzan, Conan, Robin Hood. They may have been, but I mean. The truth of the Way matter is. Way under my
2: radar or above my radar. I don't know. They were off my radar.
1: I mean, he's true. He, he's right about Xena and young Hercules, but the truth about all of these things are that they are recognizable IPs.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: People know these things from myth, from stories. These are things people recognize and will watch because they go, Oh, I'm down with that. It has nothing to do with Hercules aside from someone saying, Hey, Hercules is doing pretty well. You know what people like? A bunch of fantasy bullshit. That's what they <laughs> dig, you know? So,
2: if there's a connection here, it's basically like <laughs> so we we'll just get the away one. with we we'll just get away with putting fantasy stuff on dude Cool.
1: Right. And let's be uh, fair, Kevin Sorbo, the first show to really do that was Star Trek: The Next Generation. They started the syndication boom with sci-fi fantasy.
2: And you know who started so, that for them? Lucy
1: Yes, really. The start, like the original series. Well, not really, but no. I mean, Lucy Trek, herself, original-
2: like her actual yeah, well, production company.
1: Well, Desilu did Star Trek. Yeah. Back in the day, with NBC, but it was when that the when they were when Star Trek blew up in syndication. That's why years later, when Roddenberry and Paramount wanted to do Next Generation, they decided to just do it in syndication because that's where Star Trek blew up. <laughs> the original series. Um, has little to do with Hercules, I mean they were there and they contributed absolutely they absolutely did, but they weren't like the big it didn't start with them
2: no well,
1: I like Hercules and Zena caused a bunch of other you know crappy fantasy style shows to show up, yeah, and look, given Hercules and Zena their due sam Raimi, Ro- rob- Rob man I mean Bruce Campbell, those cats were all involved in that stuff. Yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't quality to some degree. No, they, they I'm just still saying... kept on
2: like the the crew that did all these shows still did like Spartacus, which was well received. Um, they like mm-hmm. they're still in production. It, I'm just two things strike me. Um, one, you're not responsible for the Marvel movies, and two, right? <laughs> I always I always chuckle thinking that Lucy was the one who like somehow managed to make sure Star Trek got on the air.
1: Right, I really wish we had Billy West on here with his Lucille Ball impersonation, but it would we don't. make me so uh, happy. Yeah, I, and you know, I love that Kevin Sorbo is talking about Supergirl, and he gets off with this weird Hercules kick, and then starts talking about Marvel movies. I'm like, dude, this is DC TV shows.
2: What are you doing, man?
1: What are you talking about, buddy?
2: <laughs> it's a strange time. It was a strange Never
1: mind. Time. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go film God's Not Dead three.
2: Yeah. I forget what it, he's got one coming out in uh, on Christmas. I forget the name. Part of it actually filmed in Birmingham.
1: I don't doubt that. Yeah, I actually it's I think probably Irwin Brothers.
2: I think I've already said this before, but like I walked away for I was walking by a uh, like Crestwood Park, um, and just kind of I'm sorry Avondale Park. Oh, forgive me. I was walking by Avondale Park. It was like that's a lot of people. It's like an exodus of Avondale Park. And then um, even saw, like, a reporter (laughs) I know, like, walking toward, like, away from the exodus, like, salmon upstream Mm -hmm. and thought, what the hell is this? And I happened to be jogging that day. (laughs) So I was like, I pulled up and started jogging in Avondale Park and I kept going, like, what is this equipment? What are they doing? Was this some sort of, like, was it, was it like a camera like, I don't know how to put all these pieces. There's cameras, there's (laughs) lighting and stuff. Then, this is uh, highly irregular. Yeah, I was I was like trying to put all the pieces together and then I, uh, I popped open a couple days later I was like, "Oh yeah, Kevin Sorbo was filming a a thing for whatever film he's got going on now." Oh, uh, okay. All right. And they shipped yeah. off all the extras in vans and that was probably a climactic scene in a rock garden thing, you
1: know. Mhm. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Birmingham where Jason lives, there is a fair amount of of, of movie stuff going on and it's really happened because the, there are these guys they did uh the uh what, what was it called Um mom's night out with patricia heaton mm-hmm. they did october baby they they did a bunch of christian films like faith-based films is what they call them yeah and, and
2: uh sorbo's got like a string of those going on right now so i uh, it's a faith-based film yeah. that he shot that maybe I presume is coming out in october no, I remember hearing the title of it when, like, I read the article from the reporter. I actually knew um, Jesse Chambers, who's with Weld now, was mm-hmm. with Birmingham News. Um, I, I read his article later and kind of uh, got the the gist of the plot and was like, "Oh, it's it's one of those films." Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, what's weird is I like, showed up to to watch everyone leave.
1: Yeah, like uh, there was actually, and this will this will keep it DC based. Yay, uh, Laura. Laura VanderVort was in one of these movies. It was a TV movie that I think the, either the Irwins were doing, the Irwin brothers were doing, or someone else was doing. Uh, because I have ties with this guy named Josh Walsh. Uh, we did the the uh, the radio show Entertainment Roundtable together, and um, yeah, he he's a producer on those movies. But the Irwin brothers have a bunch of filmmaker friends. So, I've been like an extra in a couple of things here and there, you know, like, uh, Grace Unplugged, which I've never even seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like, there's just probably like a still frame of me sitting in the back of a theater somewhere. Um, <laughs> uh, but Laura, Laura Vandervoort was in this movie with John Lovitz in like a coffee shop. And I don't know, I can't remember even the name of it. It may have been called Coffee Shop. It was a directed, it was like a TV thing. Um, she just said the same line over and over again about her mother and something about faith and her teaching her the thing, and she plays piano. And I, I'm in the coffee shop. You probably see me for like a frame again, <laughs> sitting in the back of a coffee, sh- coffee shop, looking kind of annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just uh, <laughs> so yeah, they they like they. The Irwin Brothers and a lot of their friends wind up filming in Birmingham. Uh, my girlfriend's in a bunch of these things. Like she's in like every one of them that they've ever made. She's in some shot somewhere. Yeah. So because they just had like newsletter call outs, like casting calls, like "Hey, come be an extra at the thing with Sean Astin," or "Come meet John Lovitz," or whatever. Yeah. Which is weird. Uh, I, I didn't actually get to see meet, meet John, but
2: you know, it's sad. I just remember uh, uh, from. From that interaction over at the the park. I I remember reading about it late like a day or two later and, and going, Oh, I could have met Herc eh. oh well.
1: <laughs> I could have met Hercules. I didn't even finish
2: the sentence in my head. I could have met eh. <laughs> oh, I'm fine.
1: No. <laughs> anyway. There was <laughs> uh, I don't know how to say his name. Raul Coley from iZombie Zombie is gonna be his cast as BioMax on Supergirl. Um, he's gonna be Charismatic tech genius who comes to National City to present uh, for the press and run into trouble with his ex, Lena Luther. Coley said of the casting that he's happy to fulfill my goal of meeting a Kryptonian. I like his style. Who doesn't want to do that? Right. <laughs> so, Andrew Kreisberg was uh, at a press event and he was talking about how Martian Manhunter is too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> to actually do like be utilized on supergirl mm-hmm. he says if we really deployed him at his full comic book power arsenal no one would be able to pull anything off of anybody yeah um which i think is a, a thing that we've had a problem with on the show is it's like why don't they just have like just have Jean do this
2: yeah they um the only show that doesn't have a problem with it is pretty much arrow i think because it uh i mean god like it over on Legends, too, we had the same problem with Firestorm. Uh, if he really knew what he could mm-hmm.
1: do. And he does, because he's transmogrified like enormous things. Like that ship's he into the, water. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. the Dex Machina on the crossover, so yeah. get to cracking, buddy. Yeah, Maybe don't stay on the ship and uh, home alone, Rip Hunter,
2: next <laughs> time. <laughs> oh, he's just by himself, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Just a dude with a he paint said, can after all.
1: Kreisberg Christ, says if, I mean, if he's super strong, he can fly, he can face through matter, and he can read minds. I mean, good luck trying to pull one over on him. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have written him in. Mm-hmm. I, I love him. I love, I love Martian Manhunter, but I want to see Martian Manhunter. I don't want to see, uh, you know, some stymied version of Martian Manhunter who only has, you know, uh, Plot ready powers. Like I don't need it to be like, oh hey, we need him to do the- to phase this episode, so he can phase, and then next week he just he's just a guy. Yeah,
2: you know, there's a certain he amount of this that anything. like it is written into the human brain to actually work with it. <laughs> I mean, all right, think about this. How many games have you played? Or right, like an injustice game, even you have all these moves uh-huh. at your disposal. Well, you can only process so many mm-hmm. of them at the same time at at, at at one time. Mm-hmm. Um. So you you make it through, but you're only thinking about two or three possible moves that may in one second. Like you're 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 just not like all seeing, all knowing eye. So when they tell me a story where it doesn't come up, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. When they tell me a story where I kind of think, well, why didn't Martian just go in and take care of this? Yeah, then it was obvious. It you was obvious. Done something different. It's yeah. just a matter of how you write it. Like I love seeing him. I have no regrets about him being on the show. I just. It's a it is. It I'm you know I'm not surprised that they're aware that they've kind of written themselves into a uh, a little a little dance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you know, you guys already had one almost completely invincible character on the show that would have been hard enough to create villains for on a weekly basis, and then you decided to bring in Martian Manhunter.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Might not have been the smartest call.
2: Nope. I'm still behind him.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean I'm happy to see him like like you said. But you know, if you're if you're, you know, uh, whining about not being able to come up with something viable that some viable threat to Kara, don't bring in a Martian Manhunter or vice versa. <laughs> you know, like maybe that wasn't the right show to bring him on. <laughs> I, I don't there's know. Not, I'm just there's not like you know what good I'm just show a dick. i you know what I'm just a dick. I think if you, you know use that argument yeah, at all,
2: you you just have to admit that he can't be on any shows.
1: I think he should be in movies with the Justice League fighting Darkseid. I think that's an appropriate usage side. of John Jones. Absolutely, with John jo- with John Jones, Superman. Yes, yeah. slugging it movies out movies with big ass bad guys. That's where we need John Jones, not no. the DEO. You say, say that like you that? haven't
2: enjoyed the crap out of Hank Henshaw some some weeks.
1: I have. I won't deny it.
2: Again, you use him right. Suspension of disbelief does its work.
1: You know. Yeah, but I'm just saying. It's a little bit of a, you know, it's a kind of a sad excuse to be like, well, I mean, you know, if we use him at full capacity, the show wouldn't work. No, that's the
2: the classic thing. Like, that's the reason when they invented Superman, they had to come up with all this crap to fight him with. Yeah, that's why you don't put a character.
1: That's why you think about it and go, wait, wait, you know what? We probably shouldn't put him in the show.
2: Nah. No. (laughs) Just my thought. I don't know. I think you go with it.
1: I mean, I go with it. I go with anything. I watched all of the Nolan movies. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched Dark Knight Rises at least twice.
2: Mm, one and a half.
1: Anyway, <laughs> over to the Flash. I do like the Supergirl. I, I like the show. I, it bothers me a little you bit. You even like Martian? I like it. Don't. I do like Martian. I do. <sighs> I like. I, I, David Harewood does a fine job. It's a good thing too because he looks like David Harwood a lot of times. Yeah, like, I know. Way too much. I know. Uh, Tom Cavanaugh is directing an episode of The Flash. Uh, Daniel Pannenbaker revealed on Instagram behind the scenes photo from last night's episode featuring Tom Cavanaugh, who brings so much joy to our set, and is directing this week's episode of The Flash. And he's doing a tremendous job. So this is his directorial debut for The Flash. He has done three episodes of Ed. This will be episode 319. No word on the air date or the episode title. I'm down with that. I love Tom Cavanaugh.
2: Really excited. I have no idea which episodes uh, of Eddie he directed and don't remember mm-hmm. the show well enough to know whether that was a good thing or a bad yeah. thing.
1: Uh, you know what? My only regret of him being on the show is that it's going to make it so much harder if he ever wanted to play the Joker, <laughs> which I think he would do a phenomenal job oh, at. Look fantastic. at that grin. I know. Look at that grin. I know. Oh, my goodness. I know. Uh, <laughs> Kenyon Lysdale was in a very long interview Here's the pertinent information.
2: (laughs) Pull what was worth. There's
1: an there's a Wally West action figure on the way. He he was asked if he was excited. He said, "I am. I didn't know that I was getting one or that one was being made. I was kind of hoping that would be the case. So when someone tweeted me with it, I was just over the moon. It's so cool, or such a cool surreal experience. I I would you know I always thought I would uh, be really excited if I ever got an action figure." And then I was in a Toys R Us, like, last month, and I looked at the Gotham Bullock, Harvey Bullock action figure, mm-hmm. and it looks a lot like me, and I was not nearly as thrilled.
2: <laughs> it might help if you get the name recognition, instead of going, right. oh, they think I look like Donald Logue.
1: Yeah, they think, or more likely, they think Donald Logue looks like me. Right. Like, why can't they make these action figures look, well, why does Bruce look like Selma Blair?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a much stranger time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Barbara looks like a creature out of Hungry Shark World. What's happening?
2: It was... Those are some seriously strange action figures that got going on.
1: Terrible, terrible figures. Oh, I'm sorry. I love action figures, and I would collect all of them because it's a show that I watch and I you know, mostly enjoy, but man, those are bad action figures.
2: No, like Tiny Bruce just looks like Archer.
1: <laughs> you did say that. Yeah. He's dressed like Archer, but he has Selma Blair's face.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was rough.
1: So uh, we just got some breaking news about the Supergirl musical, Supergirl Flash musical.
2: Yeah, right before we went on, there was a um, a teaser released, And when I say teaser, I mean you've got 10 seconds. Uh-huh. Um, and three of those seconds are our previous footage from when they were together the first time. Maybe four of those seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of cool shots in there, but it confirms something that's happening kind of in the synopses that were released um, a couple days ago. So they've already warned us. I'll say that, like the Supergirl <laughs> Starcrossed is pretty much like new villain National City. Uh, yeah, Supergirl higher alert. Uh, Wynn's girlfriend Lyra gets Win in trouble. That actually might be interesting. Uh, uh, Maggie attempts to help Wynn, but old loyalties. Old I don't know what that's about. Anyway, but the the whole Supergirl uh, synopsis just ends with the Music meister attacks Supergirl. <laughs> so you're getting kind of what you got the first time when we had a crossover, or when we had the four part crossover. That was the three point one part crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, to you get to the Flash, and finally you get Barry and Team are surprised when Monel and Hank Henshaw arrive on Earth carrying a comatose Supergirl who was whammied by the Music Meister. Unable to wake her up, they turn to Team Flash to save her. However, the Music uh-huh. Meister surprises the Flash and puts him in a similar coma, one that Team Flash can't uh-huh. cure. Kara and Barry wake up without their powers in an alternate reality where life is like a musical and the only way to escape is by following the script, oh. complete with singing and dancing to the end. Okay. So, we're getting a bottle episode.
1: Yeah, it totally looked like Earth 2, though, in the teaser.
2: It does look a little Earth 2-ish, and there's, there's definitely, like, because uh, Earth 2 had a little bit of a noir feel to it in, in certain ways, no doubt. It, it's just that we're definitely getting, like, this isn't going to be a thing that's actually going to affect anything else, I feel like. It's. It seems like, and some of the footage confirms it, cause, uh, and uh, there's a thing coming up with Candace, but there, some of the footage seems to confirm it, like, uh, Supergirl has a real episode, um, then she just gets over to the Flash, and then the Flash is going to have this bottle episode that probably won't mean much in the scheme of things. <laughs> but there will be singing and dancing. And it will probably mm-hmm. be enjoyable.
1: It looks enjoyable.
2: But, you know... It it doesn't appear it, looks to, enjoyable. it doesn't appear to be too uh, potent, Jason. Uh-huh.
1: It looks enjoyable.
2: It does look enjoyable.
1: Very enjoyable. Nah, it looks okay.
2: It looks okay. Um. <laughs> I got nothing against a musical, um, so I'm gonna. I'm 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 sure I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm just um, yeah. It's definitely not like Earth One relevant stuff. It's gonna be a diversion that we're looking at.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. If they're going to do a filler episode, they might as well make it fun. Yeah. Now, this is, though, why it might not be. Aaron Helbing says Iris, in the musical episode, plays a pretty key role in the musical episode. They, the story really centers around Iris. Aside from Barry and Kara, Iris plays a huge role in the musical. <laughs> well, no kidding, aside from Barry and Kara. <laughs> like the leads of the two shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Candace Patton tweeted... Shot some fun stuff for the Flash musical today. This isn't the iris you're used to. I wonder if she'll be an alternate universe iris.
2: See, that's what I'm saying is it's kind of not going to... I don't think it's going to be an E anything. You don't? No, it's At all? C1 for Coma 1.
1: It, w- yeah. it would be great if it... Uh, or MC1, kinda...
2: if you will. Musical Coma 1.
1: And, you know, long-time listeners of the show or even people who've only been listening for probably two weeks because that's who I am, We'll probably know that I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Obviously. If they do this, if they do this like once more with feeling and they utilize it and, and like, everyone's singing their feelings and no one's not remembering that. So. In Buffy, they did a great thing where they built up all these dramas, all these secrets. Everyone had some sort of terrible secret, and they all sang it in front of each other because they were magically compelled to, Mm -hmm. and it changed the entire course of the show. It changed everything. In one beautiful episode, it made everyone suspicious of one another and or incredibly sad.
2: And it is literally tear-jerking. This takes place in a coma. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> I I mean, it's still probably going to be a lot of fun. It just doesn't sound like it's yeah. going to, like, I, d- yeah. you know, affect well, maybe the it series play- in any way.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe it doesn't take place in a coma. Maybe it...
2: It literally takes place uh, in a coma. They have to they okay. have to get to the end of the script to get out of the coma.
1: All right. God, I'm really looking a lot less forward to this in a, thing in a than a dual I was. Coma. A
2: duet coma.
1: Uh, let's move on. I I'm going to be sad now. Um, Abracadabra. You remember a few weeks ago when when uh HR said a magician friend of mine told me the blah blah blah. Yep. Yeah, and I went <gasps> Abracadabra. Mm-hmm. Well, Abracadabra has been cast. I'm not happy with the casting necessarily. No. Um, David Destmalcian has been cast as Abracadabra on an upcoming Flash. If you, re- you if you recognize the name, it was because he was, uh, you know, I don't remember his name on Gotham. He was Dwight. like on Gotham. He was on Gotham. It was he was on the Dark Knight. Dwight. Yeah, was that his name? Yeah,
2: because I only remember because there's the scene at the end where he says like, yeah. Uh, no, Dwight. Yeah, Dwight. Yeah, I don't forgive you about the face.
1: He cut Jerome's face off. Uh, he's a you know Jerome fanatic. He was also in the Dark Knight. Uh, the official description for the show calls him a criminal from a distant future whose advanced technological powers seem like magic. The time-traveling abracadabra holds a secret. The Flash will stop at nothing to uncover.
2: Right. I'm
1: guessing whether or not he actually saves Iris.
2: Oh, it's got to be, right? I mean, yeah, got to be. It just yeah. seems too potent. It right. just feels like that's the only way you could go with it. It could also the way, be anyone... you right about abracadabra secretly being Savitar. Um, right. And no,
1: I was actually. I thought Abracadabra was secretly HR.
2: Oh, was that what you were? with? Oh, okay.
1: That was my theory. Yeah.
2: Okay, that's that's still a lot of fun too. Um, <laughs> here's something that here's it'll something be to
1: think his about, his buddy. Like he he is his buddy, and he's using that technology to just look like HR,
2: right? because um, you got to remember, most versions, except for like a small thing, uh, Abracadabra has no real powers, just from the future. Like showing. Sure right. I
1: was just watching Young Justice where they were making fun of that. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, um, something to consider here, though. Mm. If we consider where we've seen David Dashkamashkmalian, I'm just guessing there. Uh, David Dalmatian. Um,
1: Dustmalshin.
2: Yeah. He <laughs> has not been so far very impressive. I- actually, in The Dark Knight, he wasn't. He I mean, it wasn't bad. It just, he, had a, he had a small role. He was supposed to be crazy. He was kind of crazy. It was fine. As mm-hmm. uh, in Gotham, though, he was just way over the top. Everything he did felt like a cartoon. Uh-huh. Now, I feel like if we put him in, if we take what he did in Gotham and tell him to go to the Flash and literally be a fake magician from the future, I uh-huh. feel like we have a competitor for Geomancer.
1: Oof. Now, let's be fair, because I want to, I want to be, look on the bright side of this thing, right?
2: I'm going to give him a clean you know, slate. On, I'm not going to walk in on, thinking he's going to do a bad job. Just going to walk in and watch the episode. Just doing yeah, the math it. I bit.
1: literally had to look his name up and look up The Dark Knight with it to remember that he was in that movie and go, Oh, yeah, that guy. Um, but again, small rule. When I, we, we, when we go over to Gotham, um, I felt like this was a poor Joker wannabe. He was kind of lame. Uh, kind of pathetic, had no stage presence, but then Jerome said that. Like, look at him, See, no panache. When you
2: describe it, I feel like he was supposed to be all those things. He was just also right. really bad, somehow.
1: Yeah, I felt like he was just kind of a loser after Jerome said that. I was just like, oh, he's just a loser who's trying way too hard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So maybe he's a good actor. He's got to keep showing up on these shows for some reason. All I- right. Maybe he just you know unions. I don't know. Per- perfectly through <laughs> unions, perfectly threaded that needle of being like a pathetic guy who's trying really hard to be the Joker, as opposed to an actual like legitimate candidate, uh, candidate for being the Joker at some point. You know what I mean? Like you can't like if you're bringing back Jerome on Gotham, mm-hmm. you can't have Dwight, uh, you know, uh, out chew the scenery. You can't have him. Uh, <laughs> what's the word? I'm, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Upstage. Um, upstage him. I was thinking overstage. Upstage overstage is where happen. you
2: actually take pieces of the stage and smack them on top of the head.
1: <laughs> is that a real thing? No. <laughs> okay. I didn't think it was. I've never heard it before. But you know, you used to be in theater, so I know that uh, <laughs> you know
2: terms. I said it with a straight face, so
1: uh, I didn't. I couldn't see. Um but Perfectly yeah, anyway. Straight. We've probably we've probably talked about David Dussmoshin way more than anyone who actually cast him ever did.
2: <laughs> so, let's move on. <laughs> anyway, it's
1: cool ever
2: be showing up, so we'll, we'll see how that goes out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's move on to this synopsis for uh, uh I guess is how you're going to say that. It's a Russian word you never that had apparently a means yeah, apparently means it's a form of the word hood in Russian. Uh, synopsis for episode 517 of Arrow has hit. It says Prometheus goes to great lengths to break Oliver. Hasn't that been the case all this time? Yep. Meanwhile in the flashbacks Anatoly becomes worried about Oliver's increasingly violent tendencies. Anatoly does? Okay. Mm-hmm. Which come to a head in a brutal confrontation. So still barking up that tree two episodes in.
2: Yeah. That'll, uh, I think that's where I, I, it seems like something's going to happen though. You know, I mean, thematically they've. done a I would great hope so. It's job. a TV show. Yeah, yeah, we, we expect as much. <laughs> Give me an act three, damn it! Uh, we, but like, they've done a pretty great job this year, like running the theme between Russia uh, or the theme between the flashbacks and the theme between the present. Mm-hmm. When the show is hitting on all cylinders, the thematically those two are on on the same side. Yes. So someone like Anatoly saying, "Oliver, you need to calm the f down." <laughs> What could possibly be happening in the present where we're worried I, I about that? I want that
1: scene. I want that scene. I want Anatoly like stroking Oliver's arm. He's like, Oliver, Oliver, calm down, my brother. Calm,
2: the calm down, my brother. <laughs> you'll take vodka. You'll take vodka. You'll sit down. You'll kill you us. Cannot... Three men. Seriously. Three men in minutes. They were my men.
1: They were my men. You killed them all. You're all sex nuts and retard strong, as they say in the Americas. They bring
2: us sandwiches, Oliver. <laughs> you killed you them You do anyway. not like
1: tuna. You do not like tuna, they will bring you chicken salad, Oliver.
2: There's no problem. There
1: is no reason. There is no reason. Bread bowl. <laughs> bread bowl, a good
2: sturdy bread bowl. Sturdy is, uh, 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 bread bowl. Uh, uh, Rotobago soup is fine.
1: It is a bread bowl full of broccoli cheddar. <laughs> you do not like that, we will, we will bring you some... Autumn squash. Panera, Oliver. Panera. It's a fine thing.
2: Oliver, I will find McDonald's. Don't care. Please stop killing my people. <laughs> <laughs> you will sit, you'll drink, you watch jerseys short, you calm down.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you all for putting up with our accents. It was fun. Wow. I had a good time. <laughs>
1: I did too. Apparently, this episode airs March twenty second, and you won't hear any of that. Thank God.
2: Nope. Um, no, the actual guy who does Anatoly is a fine accent. I don't know; it might be Russian.
1: No, you know, uh, I actually probably would pay to watch that episode just of them acting out what we just did.
2: Oh yeah, no, I'd, I'd do a Kickstarter <laughs> for that in heartache.
1: <laughs> that's called textbook narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, a lot of people have been wondering whether uh, (laughs) Dinah and Oliver are going to get down and dirty. Uh, Mel says about the new Canary, the idea that Oliver would end up with the Black Canary being Katie Cassidy or any new iteration thereof. To me, it could happen. It could not. But it's certainly not destined to happen or pre-designed to happen. Green Arrow was conceived as a show without superpowers and a show that was meant to be a little more grounded. That was a specific reaction to an incredibly successful 10 year run of Smallville. There have been feuding factions in the fan base, people that call upon the comics and people that have lived in the universe of the show. I would say that we try to find a happy medium for both. Try to live in the universe that the show has created where characters that weren't a part of the Green Arrow mythos have become completely indispensable and i guess by virtue of that statement people who were in the comics and completely indispensable there have been shuffled off into the ether
2: yeah well i he he does kind of go on to mention a little bit that like some of the stuff that has come out of the show is is um unique and wonder, like he he mentions diggle yeah um as being a unique and wonderful contribution to uh the green arrow television mythos we're not talking about green arrow's mythos mm-hmm um mm-hmm. but you know it doesn't have to be down to the books every time that that was his right. that, that I mean, was his whole you know, point is you can stray here and there like,
1: you can and you know what if you probably arm, should it's if a you, different
2: medium and it requires different things
1: yeah and if you add enough spokes to the wheel as smith would uh, kevin smith would put mm-hmm. it if you add enough to the mythos i mean they brought in felicity smoke and 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 diggle to some degree in the comics if you add enough, I mean, Felicity Smoke was already in the comics. She was like the what was it like the mother-in-law to Firestorm or something. Oh, that was a
2: bizarre, but like yeah, it was some small pull.
1: little thing. But um, you know, if you can make those characters popular enough that you're like, crap, man, we got to get them in the comics. That's awesome, and you, I feel like, have earned the right to slit a few beloved uh, comic book throats. That being said. I probably, I don't think one of them is, should be Black Canary. You probably did a disservice to the character and pissed off way more people than you probably should have. Cycling annoyed.
2: through so many of them, yeah. No, That that should have been maybe something that they grounded it on and didn't, you know, muck around with as much.
1: Maybe don't kill Amanda Waller and Black Canary and the Suicide Squad. And
2: the Suicide Squad <laughs> could still be a thing. and
1: I- They could. I mean, they could bring in all new characters but you know most of them are dead
2: yeah i know <laughs> but, but you can make show. a suicide squad out of basically anybody it's just an idea you that's could. fine uh killing amanda waller i'm even dealing with that because you got like lila now in charge okay fine that was at least like a, a growth thing uh, not like we've seen anything no. out of her lately but
1: you know instead of the wall we've got the lilac the,
2: yeah <laughs> 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 don't <laughs> underestimate her though I mean, seriously, like, uh, on the episodes we've I'm seen her, be- she is a genuine <laughs> B.A., right?
1: I no, I'm just being a dick.
2: <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of like the idea of someone being called the Lilac, and you underestimate them, and then they just slit your throat and laugh at you.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's, uh, that's, that should be Don't an episode Don't make me bring Blacklist. in the Lilac. That should, be <laughs> that should be the episode of the Blacklist. Yeah. James Spader is just like, you know, they call her the Lilac don't underestimate her don't
2: (laughs) she's already killed three of your four family
1: members
2: (laughs) no one can do james spader that's impossible
1: i know she's already carved a vagina into the chest of your mother i'm just i don't
2: even know how it works anymore but it was
1: it was awful it was the worst thing ever that ever happened
2: i feel like that's our cue to leave that piece of news
1: so, you know, Brent from Squad uh, DC TV Squadcast was the first to tell me about this. Um, we were just having a conversation and I got so pissed off. But Mark Guggenheim says that they know the answer to who Vigilante is, but we probably won't get the answer until the next season.
2: I'm going go to I I'm, I'm going to give my capsule reaction to that. Ready? Uh-huh, sure. Fuck you. Right? <laughs> It's not even that I won't get the answer to that. It's that you bothered to qualify it with probably. Mm-hmm. What the hell, man?
1: I think he's going, you know, those guy's to DC on screen keeps saying I'm a liar, so I'm just going to say probably. He's going to qualify it. So if we decide to hurry up and change things... No, I mean, in, we're not
2: in the 20 and a half hours that Mark Guggenheim is up a day, I'm sure he takes the extra time to listen to all of our stuff. I mean, I'm sure that's yeah, why was, he doesn't have uh, like a nice 13-hour day... Hit the sack. Nine hours sleep.
1: Right, right. Um, I'm sure right that's in between what's writing, happening. right in between writing, uh, legend, uh, writing and executive producing things for uh, Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow, yeah. and writing the comic book uh, Agents of Shield and the new upcoming X Men title that he's got coming out, X Men Prime, uh, which I kind of actually want to read because it's got Colossus and Kitty Pryde on the cover, and <laughs> oh my lord, <laughs>
2: kind of curious.
1: Um aside no, from all that he we're pretty
2: good... sure that Guggenheim has taken our advice that he is a liar and has tried to uh retract <laughs> tried to pull back and what we know is that um we're not going to find out who Vigilante is. Right. Oh my god. So <laughs>
1: Well he's not Adrian Chase, so to be completely honest, I kinda don't care who he is right now anyway. I mean Like I somewhat feel and I feel okay
0: I
2: I maybe care about who he is.
1: I maybe feel like the reason we're not going to get it until next season is because they haven't introduced that character. Because it was such a big deal, like, it's such a big red herring for them to be like, here's Adrian Chase. And, like, the comic book fans are like, oh, well, Adrian Chase is the vigilante, so we know that. And then, like, no, fool. He's like Andy Dick on NewsRadio, you stupid fool. Yeah, It's Prometheus. Yeah. Well, well who's it's, vigilante? Thing well thing we, we up.
2: Okay.
1: We haven't... We haven't brought up this character to bring in so, to reveal that he's Vigilante. So, next year! Maybe. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it's Quentin.
2: I I don't know. You know I what really bothers know. me, though, just... is he says, we know the answer <laughs> to that, which means uh-huh. they've got a name. They do. And it, we don't even know if it's an on-screen name or an off-screen name now.
1: It better not be the question. <laughs> With all your Hub City crap. <laughs>
2: You turn around and it's Vic. Oh, screw this. I'm done.
1: I'm going to be really angry if it's Vic or if it's Huntress. If it's Helena, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be like, what?
2: No. Oliver
1: helped you.
2: I don't know. (laughs) I really don't. Really don't. Yeah. I know that they know and that they're not planning to tell me and I'm annoyed. That's all I can reasonably Mm -hmm. say about the issue.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Over to Legends. Apparently, Legends of Tomorrow has wrapped their shoot for Season 2. They're not shooting anything else for Season 2. They're done. Ooh. They wrapped last week in Vancouver. Uh, finale is expected to air April 4th. The episode is titled Aruba.
2: I assume I it's actually a...
1: slipped into Lord Michaels a little bit. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just
2: assume it's an episode where we all watch the vacations <laughs> at sit Taz for like right. an hour.
1: The episode is titled Aruba. they will be sitting on the beach drinking something out of a coconut.
2: It will have an umbrella.
1: Mick will have an an intellectual duel with his imaginary snart.
2: No, uh, um. no. I mean, let's back up here. <laughs> there are some indigenous monkeys, and in that 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 set of the world who have been known to steal drinks off vacationers. Mm-hmm. Now, and
1: three of them look like Wolverine. No,
2: if you give me, no. this is a real thing. This is this is a real okay. thing about drunk monkeys. If you give me. <laughs> An episode where the like the B plot is Mick getting annoyed because uh, monkeys keep stealing his drinks while he's trying to relax. I'm sold.
1: This is why they don't let us write for these shows. I'm <laughs> so
2: sold. I mean, the first half of the episode would be him figuring out it's monkeys, and then the second half would be him like trying to destroy all of the forest yeah. to find it the monkeys just be... to take revenge that's where... on those drink stealing monkey bastards.
1: I think that's where the network television portion of the idea falls apart, as I'm not sure that anyone would actually be willing to broadcast a grown man running around with a flamethrower trying to kill monkeys.
2: I'm not sure you've watched Legends of Tomorrow. Have you have you seen some of these episodes?
1: Well they wouldn't do it with they wouldn't do it with, with animals.
2: No, it's fine. It's fine. Ray would I'm not, not question a haircut would save all the animals and explain it to him. It'd be fine. But there'd be a huge okay. thing before that.
1: Um, legends of tomorrow apparently season two is coming to netflix soon if we are to believe the uh the the hype about the new netflix deal it should be about april 12th eight days after the season finale it should be april 12th
2: Uh, the what i've heard is that like they've redone their deal and everything's eight days after now so we'll see
1: Mm -hmm. that's that's what we reported last year and weirdly enough we were like, but it won't help you this year, it'll be next year. And now we're talking about it happening.
2: We're like, no one's confirmed anything yet. So we'll freaking see. We'll see. Black you
1: on April Lightning 12. Black Lightning's daughters have been cast. Uh, Nafisa Williams from Code Black and China Ann McCain of House of Pain. That rhymes. China and McCain of House of Pain have been cast as leads opposite Chris Williams in the Black Lightning pilot. Williams will be playing Anissa Pierce or Thunder, and McCain will be playing Jefferson Pierce, sorry, not Je- Jefferson, Jennifer Pierce, a.k.a. Lightning. So, uh, I don't know either of those people.
2: I have no idea about any of it. Sounds good. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> On to Injustice 2. Do- there's a Doctor Fate gameplay trailer. Latest character reveal for Injustice 2 is Doctor Fate. Uh, Hit up YouTube for a few minutes of gameplay footage and more onks than you can shake a stick at. We're promised yet another reveal on March 9th, so check in then again. Reminder, this is all leading up to May 16th, release date, so you need to start saving your rubles. Especially since Injustice 2 will get a slight retooling to be swipe-friendly on your tablet. The game is coming to tablet, the company said on Twitter. Uh, they also released some gameplay images, some of which have internet sleuths thinking Captain Cold might be on the way. Right, we're going to get a little tablet. probably sh- won't be that version of...
2: I don't know, that'd be fantastic. <laughs>
1: probably won't be that version of Captain Cold. Why not?
2: This
1: is my favorite version of Captain Cold. I think
2: it's everyone's favorite version of Captain Cold. I think that's why he's in consideration if it's there. <laughs>
1: it's like you know what i never thought i'd see a day when captain cold was more popular than mr freeze but the the and day here is here here we are he has happened.
2: here we really freaking are
1: that's really nice what you got going on in your jail cell mm. with your tiny dancer <laughs> but i'm Wentworth miller damn it
2: <laughs> i can pronounce things even more slowly than you
1: all i've ever wanted was a warm hand to hold. And that's why you're no longer the favorite, Freeze.
2: <laughs> Let me show you my friend Heat Wave. You can warm that hand.
1: It's called Character Depth. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Justice League Action. They're putting out a, an app game called Run. Justice League Action Run. It's available across all platforms in your app store. It will be mission-based and be a runner-style game with the JLA he- Heroes. I'm honestly probably going to check this out as soon as we get done recording.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: I don't have a lot on my plate. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> At least for about 15 minutes until you're done editing the uh, the sound of the show and then send it back to me and I got to get to work.
2: Yep, that's right. People blame me for the sound when it has gone awry. It was my fault.
1: When it has gone awry, it's because you didn't have enough time to get it done, and you sent it to me. That's really the truth of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, oh, I can't get to it right now. I can't get to it tonight. I've got too much on my plate. And then I'm like, ah, okay. And you know, and then there's like 20 minutes of me with like a hammer and a chisel hitting my computer monitor. Because I don't understand things. Yeah,
2: the the Farnsworth method of uh, fixing things.
1: All right. I'm just chiseling an EQ into the monitor because of what she said to me.
2: Right. And
1: so there's a little fun behind the curtain for you guys.
2: I told you at some point to normalize it. So you just like lean toward your PC's actual, like the the CPU and yell, be normal. (laughs) No. At the tracks.
1: No. I just looped in Norm MacDonald bits.
2: Oh, that's solid. Yeah, that's absolutely solid. <laughs> Should go back and listen to your cut more often.
1: Right. It's just Norm MacDonald telling Dennis Miller about how he quit smoking because it was an oral fixation, which means that he's secretly gay. That's what I Yeah. <laughs> honestly,
2: episode. listened to two hours of his stand up today. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, lucky you. Norm Macdonald may actually be the funniest man alive.
2: He hit. He 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 gets there. He gets damn close there.
1: You see the the his last Letterman bit where he's like talk- <laughs> He's talking about like, oh yeah, the uh, I would think that the world would get together and tell Germany, you know, you can't be a country no more because you, on account of you keep going to war with the world. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. I, yeah, I like the joke. No, I didn't catch it though. I um, I went to let me see what I actually looked at.
1: You should you should check out that bit. it's his last performance on Letterman, like the day before Letterman goes off the air before he finishes up. Oh, Norm yeah. actually breaks. Norm actually breaks down and cries doing a set
2: because oh no, I have seen time. that. I have seen that actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's
2: really touching. They were close. Yeah. they're really close.
1: He performs the uh, the first, like his favorite bit from uh, from that he ever heard Letterman say in stand up.
2: Yeah, it's no, good stuff. That was that was genuinely touching. Um, and instead, I spent um, a few hours listening to uh, ridiculous this weird thing he did in 2006. That's really not like well to relate it to DC on screen. Um, I'll segue through oh, the Fantastic Four segment.
1: We've, we've, we've safely landed in the bat wiener section. I don't think there's any, no, I'm bringing, really it, back. I'm bringing it, it back. We're doing
2: this. We're doing this. <laughs> We're coming back. So, okay. uh, there's, uh, I'll, I'll swim through the fantastic four section that he opens up with on that album where he, um, he, he does like, he, they've all come back and they're about to start a new group and, and they're going to name each other and, 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 uh, they go around and he, he names everybody after what they do. It's like, oh, you're like the Invisible Woman, and you're like the Thing, and you're like the Human Torch, and I'm Mr. Fantastic, and we're going to be the Fantastic Four. And there's a wonderful, awkward conversation about how everyone kind of um, – they, they think he should be called like Mr. Stretchy Arms because we're all like named after what we do.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: But he's like, I'm oh, Mr. Fantastic. I don't understand what's the problem. Anyway, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful conversation. And then um, another thing we're like, it's uh, Stan Hooper trying to nail Lois Lane. Uh huh. And, um, Stan Hooper and Clark Kent get to know each other early on in Stan Hooper's new, uh, career at the Daily Planet. And Stan
1: Hooper was his, the show that he did, right?
2: Oh, yeah. So, um, he, he. Wow. (laughs) You're
1: not willing to let that character go.
2: (laughs) The name's already there, and he's kind of lazy, let's face it. So, So he, he uses the character's name again. And, um,. He's, he's trying to nail Lois Lane, and uh, it, he, there's a, the whole bit is, like, he realizes that uh, Clark confesses that he's uh, Superman, too. So every time Clark disappears, he disappears. And then when he comes back, he's like, oh, it's weird. Clark was gone, but I was gone, too. And, uh, like, just keeps <laughs> trying to lay in the seeds and, and eventually convinces Lois that he's supposed to, like... He eventually convinces Lois that um, the, the series of, of trifles... Uh, convinces her that, that he is indeed Superman and, um, convinces her to, uh, Stan Hooper now convinces her to go back to his fortress of solitude, which is like at the YMCA and (laughs) and then he gets there and the bouncer bouncer, I guess at the YMCA (laughs) insists that there are no women allowed in the YMCA. And so he convinces her that he was just lying, and his actual fortress of solitude is the alley behind the YMCA. <laughs> she she doesn't buy it. Um, he he does not he does not have sex with Lois Lane.
1: That's good.
2: Yeah, but then I listen to him do a, a a solid, and this is sad and amazing in a way. But you know Norm, I listen to him do a solid fifteen minutes on the death of his own family members and make it hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
2: He had an album in 2011 called "Me Doing Stand Up." I'll just leave it at that.
1: Now, which did you listen to the album where he did? Which one is the album where he does the? He and Will Ferrell do the uh, the first gay man.
2: That's ridiculous. That's the one in uh, the 2006 okay. with the same same bits before.
1: That is a hilarious but yeah. rough sketch to get
2: through. It is a rough sketch to get through, <laughs> but it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. The two pioneers.
1: The two pioneers of hilarious but awful to get through.
2: They had their niche.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I guess that's it. That's, that's all we've got, really. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was a nice Norm podcast at the end there. I feel like we should go Yeah.
1: That. Yeah, we probably should. Uh, we are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. Uh, we're proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network, Up dot com for all the awesome shows over there. And uh, oh man, when are we coming back? We come. What, what, what have we got this week? We're missing. We're missing something, aren't we?
2: I think it's the Flash. We,
1: we got a Supergirl. We got a Legends. We got an Arrow.
2: I think it's Supergirl uh, Legends. No, Girl. no, we're missing Arrow. No, it was Arrow. We we're missing last week. I think uh, Slash we're missing okay. this week.
1: Oh, okay. So we're, we got Supergirl, Legends, and Arrow.
2: Yeah, I'll just keep talking. I'll look it up. Well, that's a doll man. Doll.
1: That's a dark week if that's the truth.
2: No, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh
1: We do have a we do have our giveaway that's still going on. If you uh want to give us if you think we deserve after oh. all of this,
2: no, 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 you had it right. You had it right. We're short an arrow.
1: Oh, okay, it's so a short of arrow. But we're
2: okay. up a powerless. Yeah, do it that way. anyway.
1: So, <laughs> I I will not comment on that. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've just got them sitting around waiting. Like I don't, I haven't seen them yet. I haven't watched them yet. I mm-hmm. figure, you know, we'll get done. Well, like we said, you know, I, I've got a, I get busy weeks. You know, mm-hmm. I figure we'll catch up on them and do a review of the first season as we promised. And um, you know, one of our listeners, uh, the the Fiege, I guess, F F E J, was like, Hey, uh, are you watching Powerless? It's pretty great. And I was like, Ah, yeah, I haven't watched that. And uh, he said, well, get on it. I was like, I can't. And he's like, why? I'm like, because I'm watching Young Justice that you've been bugging me about. <laughs> he want me to watch Young Justice. Oh, Anyone okay. in the right mind
2: should go, oh, fair, cool, rock on.
1: Right? And he did. So we love you, buddy. We love you, Jeff. Well played, and, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> you can't have both. What was it? One of my favorite lines from Modern Family, Cam goes, oh, honey, God does not give with both hands. So,
2: <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was a really good one.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> why can't you be something about like being pretty and smart?
1: Yeah, why can't you be pretty and smart? Oh, honey, God does not give with both hands. <laughs> no, <I think> so. <laughs> but yeah, um, so <laughs> that'll happen sometime at the end of the season when we can actually get a break from all these other live action shows, and I'll catch up on powerless and we'll do a show about that uh, but we're coming back with what Supergirl Flash and Legends no arrow this week
2: yep that is the we're doing um, our
1: recaps and reviews Determined as as we do and um, until those wonderful episodes happen I'm going to say wonderful I don't know they haven't happened yet but I I, I like to try to look at it optimistically
2: Optimism.
1: it's a new thing I'm trying keep some DC on your screen